Welcome all you Plus Two Comedy Modifiers to another episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And before we get to our fantastic episode with the Needle Gnomes, I gotta tell you about our upcoming shows. Yes, we have two fantastic anime conventions coming up. Unfortunately, we only have one weekend to talk about. March 27th through the 29th, we are going to be doing two conventions in one weekend because we're crazy. First... March 27th through the 28th, come see us at ZenkaiCon. That's the Friday, Saturday. We're going to be at ZenkaiCon located at the Lancaster County Convention Center in Lancaster, PA. So if you want to come see us be funny, come on down and get your tickets at ZenkaiCon.com. Or if you don't want to go all the way to Lancaster, you can come see us at Castle Point for the Castle Point Anime Convention. It's another fantastic, fantastic convention in Stevens Institute of Technology in Hoboken, New Jersey. Be sure to come out to that March 29th. It's the Sunday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. We're doing stand-up comedy and we're doing this very podcast. So be sure to come to that and to get your tickets for that one, check out CastlePointAnime.com. And this episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Amazon.com. Please click the banner below, or link, or whatever's there, and shop as normal to support the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. We'd also like to thank Adventureland for letting us have our little podcast in the back of their store. Be sure to come on out and play some Hero Clicks with us every Friday at Adventureland. Details at AdventurelandStore.com. And now, without any further ado, please take it away, Kirby Crackle. We're on the road, we're going home, to the place where wild nerds roam, with pretty girls and dudes and kids, going to cons is our Who's ready for a podcast? Who's here to do other things and is currently being annoyed by a podcast? Those guys are focused. (laughs) They're not here for this and they're not being annoyed. Excellent. This is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, as always, TV's No Hula Hand. We are recording live from the world's strangest mall, the Voorhees Town Center, located at uh, 2120... Voorhees Town Center, Voorhees Township, New Jersey. I want to giggle every time I say the address. I am joined, as always, by the baseball to my shrink ray, Mr. Will Liam. How you doing, Will? Okay, it blew up. <laughs> you said baseball, and I immediately conked out from whatever reference you were going to yeah. make. <laughs> And replied with something that was almost a sentence, (laughs) but mostly just garbled noise. We are joined this week by uh, the Crafty Crafters. That's the name I came up with for them. Give it up for the Needle Gnomes. How you doing, guys? Doing all right. (laughs) <laughs> you, you reacted in a way like, oh, I didn't know we were supposed to talk. Right, yeah. <laughs> guys, I appreciate you guys coming out here. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having us. So we have Bob and Natalie. Just, I, I guess you guys should have names, right? That uh, makes sense? Yeah, sure, that seems appropriate. Yeah. I was hoping people would, uh, you would just say Needle Gnome, and they would just think that it's one person 
What's Very good at voices. Oh, yes. <laughs> Not sure which one's the real Hand one. Hand puppets were used. <laughs> you guys didn't see. We generally <laughs> are. <laughs> Yeah. We're generally recognized as that. It's like usually like the gnome and the gnome's wife. Like that's, that's usually how we're classified. Well, you're not dressed up. See, that's why he's dressed yeah. like a gnome, what I imagine a gnome would look like. Yeah, this is true. But the hat and the hair just don't really work. <laughs> because uh, I'm going to say Bob pulls off the gnome look mm-hmm. yeah. beautifully. Oh, I, I, I don't. We've tried it once. I'm just like, no. Mm-mm, no. I so got too much dignity just... for this. <laughs> <laughs> Clashes. Dig- dignity. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm just going to stick with gnome's wife. That's a much better costume. <laughs> so what do you guys do? I guess we should explain that. Well, we're both fiber artists. I, I work in crochet, and um, Natalie works in knitting. We tend to stick with an art form called amigurumi, which it roughly translates from Japanese to stitch critter, where we're crocheting and knitting stuffed animals. Uh, we do apparel, and we do different um, period pieces. Uh, we have um, three different Renaissance fairs that have our work juried jo- in as um, period-appropriate for the actors and actresses to wear, but we really specialize in doing that niche market of the stuffed animal uh, type product. <laughs> it's great, though, because it's, a lot... It's funny how when somebody puts a microphone in, in front of you, it's like everything goes right out. You got it, it just I didn't on. know you guys did period costumes and stuff. I learned something just then. No, <laughs> there you go. Do so you do like a suit of armor sweater? <laughs> well, I, I can't. I actually did a knight's helm... Um, crocheted hat with like the flip down visor and whatnot. Oh, that's badass. Yeah. <laughs> I knitted an entire suit uh, for Bob. He, um, when we met, he played Legends of the Five Rings and was very into the Ratlings. And he decided he wanted to be a Ratling for Halloween one year and I knit him an entire bodysuit. Oh. Yeah. Um, See, I heard suit and I, I thought like so, suit and tie. Yeah. Fur bodysuit. <laughs> like that's what he got married in. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. Tuxedo. Yeah, I know, but it's the fudgy yarn, so it's off. It, it's like pettable. <laughs> Spent the whole day walking around going, people just petting you. <laughs> I don't know why, because I wore it for the costume contest for Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair, and, and it was late October that I wore it thinking I would be okay, and I hit a, a 79 degree day. Because <laughs> whenever, whatever you plan to wear to the Renaissance Fair, is wrong. Absolutely. Uh, Basically, yeah. percent of the time. Yeah. Because I remember I went to the Renaissance Fair in like July and I was like, ah, shorts are probably a good idea and it rained and it was miserable and I was like, all right, next year, wearing a costume and it's going to be something warm. So I went in October and I was the man in black from the Princess Bride and it was a 95 degree day. (laughs) And our, like I wasn't even inside the Renaissance Fair before I was like I'm oh, I'm swimming in this this is terrible. Let's go back to the car. Right. <laughs> My red fair is over. <laughs> was that technically Renaissance? The Princess Bride? Does uh, that even make sense? As you I, wish. I really. <laughs> That's our show, guys. It's as Ren- <laughs> Renaissance as the Ren Fair is. That is true. That is 100 percent true. It, it's become a cosplay. Just 
I'm going to be a samurai. All right, whatever. It's fine. No one's policing the Renaissance Fair. These are real issues. Well, when they give when they give you weekends like Time Traveler's Weekend, and you get to play Count the Doctors, like that that kind of <laughs> that is a game that yes. we play. We play Doctor Who Bingo amongst the uh, people up there who so have I, shops. I I used to think it would be fun to wear like wrong outfits, but there aren't really any right outfits in the Renaissance Fair. But I was <laughs> that's I, a good point. I have a cowboy outfit I put together, like mildly authentic and. I wore I wore I was like really excited to like people like oh that's out of place and then I realized nerd men often wear cowboy hats not costuming just that's a thing that they do yeah. <laughs> and dusters and boots and I'm like oh no <laughs> I still love our idea of showing up as America yes and oh. spilling iced tea everywhere I want a, a revolutionary regular costume with like the flute and the drum and the tattered flag and then just walk up to the queen undo a uh, bottle of brisket tea and just dump it out in front of <laughs> Take that, yeah. America! Well, this past year we had a king and a good friend of ours who's a drag queen came up dressed as <laughs> Queen Elizabeth oh, and, and um, had this whole interaction with the king. <laughs> she, she was there and was like, Daddy! And he was like, do I know you? Like, Not just yet. <laughs> Now, for the longest time when we were doing conventions, uh, before we were we were pals, uh, I always said that the Needle Gnome was a sign of a good convention, because mm-hmm. we saw you all the time. And I was like, ah, it's going to be a good one. We got the Needle Gnome and the guy who played Lord Zed. This is going to be... What convention was it where you finally said that to me? I brought a cooler beer up to your guys. Oh, uh, that was uh, Twisted World. Twist, twist, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah, it got twisted, didn't it? Um, um, yeah, you had said that to me, and I was like, I didn't realize we were the barometer of con goodness. Yeah, usually. Because I've never right. seen you guys show up to a bad con, because you guys are smart. Well, never twice. Unlike I, us. <laughs> well, the only way you figure out if it's good or bad is to show up once. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Any, any con horror stories since we're heading down that road? Good lord. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> I just All of them. Oh, God. <laughs> it's funny. Goes, it's just yeah. nerds, nerds, nerds. Yeah, we actually have, I actually have like <laughs> comedian ide- ideas to put together a con horror stories panel for like SankaCon <laughs> or something like that with a couple of my friends. But uh, we've had some doozies. Um a lot of it. A lot of it revolves around. Why can we repeat that I feel it's like professional and non veteran for no, a story? No, 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 I was just about to say no, that. Like, seriously, the what story can we repeat that is that ends professionally and not with us like, like swearing like ridiculously? <laughs> well, you don't have to tell us the name of the con. Um, okay. We'll oh, well, that helps a lot. Okay. Let's say Otakon. Yeah. Um, most of our horror stories revolve around um, lack of communication from the vendor coordinators. Um, horror stories of unloading where it's like, oh yeah, we're going to have 150 vendors. Oh, by the way, we have one door, one set of steps, and no elevator. Congratulations, check all your stuff in. Um, yeah, the first problem is steps. <laughs> or, 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 yeah, okay, we did this one convention in Boston where they had us unload into a convention center. We had to pull up into a loading dock, like something like we're in a hundred vendors and then take turns in a uh, loading elevator that none of us could get into we had to put our product on close the shutter like and then watch it go up 
and hope. <laughs> because the whole thing the whole thing was making noises as if somebody was there like exercising it. Um, <laughs> it was just screeching and screaming and and just hope it made it to the top and you weren't the one that made it stop. <laughs> yeah, we needed it for later. Yeah, yeah right. And, and in reality, vendors are amazing pack rats. Like they can pack anything into their own vehicle. They can arrange everything exactly how they need to. Almost like that episode of Simpsons where like Homer's just bends Maggie and sticks her in. Um, but all of a sudden, when you need them to cooperate together, it's like all rational thinking leaves their mind. And now it's like, look, I have three things on the thing. Let me shut my gate. In the meantime, there's an entire thing that's wide open. There's five <laughs> vendors yeah. lined up with all their stuff. And we're all like, pack that thing to the gills and send it up. And it, 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 was, it was probably took us an hour and a half just to unload and between really, waiting for the and elevator And we didn't have that much down. stuff. We only work out of a minivan. It really, it, and it took an hour and a half for us to get our stuff to our space. And I wouldn't imagine it's the most heavy of things, the yarn. (laughs) No. It's really not. Sometimes the bin is heavier than what we have in the bin. Actually, yeah, the setup product is definitely heavier. Yeah. The weights and the bed risers and all that stuff. Yeah, all all the setup (laughs) stuff is is so much heavier than what we're putting up there. But... Yeah, more often than not, most of the headaches that we have either come from somebody not doing their job on a um, communications level from a convention or other vendors kind of acting without any other term to use all thumbs and assholes and they're around one another and, and not realizing what they're supposed to do. Oh, yeah, we've been there. Yeah. Because I remember we were booked uh, in Ohio and we showed up. And we were supposed to have dealer space. And we showed up and they're like, ah, it's gone. I was like, what do you mean? It's just like, well, we had space for you, but we're full now. I was that like, well, can happen? So- Clearly someone took our table. It's like, well, we'll never know full. who. Yeah. <laughs> and the room was about, I don't know, the size of this room, maybe half of the size of this room. Like, it was eight people. There was eight tables. Like, one of them was ours. <laughs> someone was using too many tables. <laughs> I don't know what we could do. All right, thanks, pal. I'll <laughs> never we had understand. Counted to eight and then assign those numbers to people. <laughs> yeah. I'll never understand how they assign the vendor coordinator the, to the person that has no spatial acuity whatsoever. Oh yeah, exactly. It, and that seems to be a running thing. There's, you know, con- some cons are better about it than others, mm-hmm. but um, the inability to. Thank you, conference. Since their vendor coordinator. Oh my gosh, right, she's amazing. Chris is spot on. She just. Everything is perfect the moment you get there. Well, it's my understanding that the way a convention works is you get a group of your friends together, and then the ones that you really like get the good jobs. And then the worse the job gets, the less of a friend you are to that person. (laughs) And probably the reason you're not good friends with them is because they're incompetent. So you, you can guarantee the most incompetent person gets the worst job that requires the most thinking. Yeah, I think that works about 90% of the time, but there's always got to be somebody who it's like is a friend of yours and you know you can trust them in order to herd, herd the cats. Herd the cats, basically. Herd the cats. Make sure everybody is together and <laughs> doing what is, they're supposed to do. It is an anatomy convention, and they're inevitably wearing cat ears. This in is a nutshell, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. so where can we, uh, we find you, uh, 
coming up? Where are you, you going to be, or where can we look at you up online? Our next show is going to be at ZankuCon. That's where we're going to be, Ours our next too. physical presence. Yes. So, <laughs> um, you should find my cooler. I will. Yeah. <laughs> it's officially going to be a good con. Actually, yeah. technically, our next show is um, the Whatever. Cherry Blossom Festival. The Cherry Blossom Festival at Katori. Oh, it is? At Rowan College, yes. Oh, okay. The oh. same group of people that run KatoriCon mm-hmm. also Cherry run Blossom? a Cherry Blossom oh, Festival. Oh, is it the one on the 14th? Yeah, March yes. March 14th. Um, yes. We were doing a thing, yes. but now we're not. Yeah, <laughs> our, our part got canceled. So. Oh, it did? Oh. <laughs> it, it started really little with only like 200 people, and now they have like tons of people that are showing up. So um, when they first started, it was... Um, they didn't have vendors at all, and they only had like a few guests. And they're starting to expand it. They're hoping to expand it into something larger, at, or at least as big as KatoriCon. Ooh, that's for, for cherry blossoms. That's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and it really was. Um, I'll be honest. I'm not sure what a cherry blossom is. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a flower blossom. on a tree. Yeah, I know. But like, if you if you showed me a bunch of flowers. I don't know if I'd pick them out of a lot. If I showed you a bunch of flowers, cherry blossom, like chrysanthemum, you couldn't figure it out one way or the next. That's true. How do you not? How many anime cons have we I don't gone go to outside a lot. <laughs> or animes have we watched? You don't that have you to. Don't there know. are any animes. I mean, yeah, they always. They're just, always the pink petals that are floating across thing whenever going someone on, dies. They blow yes, in the that's wind. exactly where they are. Yeah. <laughs> I know the one that Tuxedo Mask has, and. That's a rose. Exactly. Exactly. I will nail rose. Rose, I will nail. Nice. Oh, very good. Um, and whatever Totoro makes grow by doing squats. I think it was carrot. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're going to move on. <laughs> that's, that's good. Cause this has been flower talk. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> we like to geek out on this show, and we do it with a segment called What You Watch and What You Read and What You Playing. So we're talking about what we're watching, what we're reading, what you're playing. Nat, we're going to have you go first. What you been watching? Um... We've been keeping up with uh, Marvel Agents of Shield oh, and uh, the other Marvel characters, Arrow, and well, that's DC. That oh, that's DC. DC. Yeah. yeah, whatever. It's a bow and arrow guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Avengers. I saw it. <laughs> it's all connected, right? You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Multiple dimensions. Uh, pick. I've caught up on a couple of animes too. Um, just got done watching uh, Psychopaths, which is Psychopaths. Yeah, I don't know this one. Tell, um, me, tell me more. It is. I like a, the name. <laughs> it's an anime about a basically an agent who becomes part of a futuristic police force that uh, the gun can read what your psychopath level is, and once you reach the maximum <laughs> level, you become exterminated. Um, and <laughs> you are one demerit away from being maximum the psychopath. You can keep it at a nine for as long as you can. And, and, and it uh, still doesn't sound as trippy as half of the enemies I've seen. That's <laughs> a perfect example of the healthcare system. They don't make you know uh, <laughs> ways to help the people who are slowly going crazy. They just make a gun that can identify and kill them. Yeah. Pretty Which much. I'm sure was more expensive than a psychologist. Well, to their defense, they do. Thanks, they Obama. send you for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they do send you for treatment and such in the show. So, but it, it, it actually was a very good. Show. That was 
the most recent one that I've watched. There you go. What have you been watching, Bob? I'm going to guess the same thing if you live uh, in the same household. But. We have two different Netflix um, accounts. <laughs> <laughs> she, Don't touch my Netflix. No, she, no he totally no, messed ended my up happening. It was, it was, was a fight. Before, you do not know. Yeah, before they <laughs> split up and said you can have multiple accounts, uh, we had one account and she broke off and had hers and said, you can keep this one and ruin this one over here. <laughs> I, I almost exclusively watch documentaries and stand-up comedy specials. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I have a couple of things thrown into the queue. Um, right now I'm watching one that the History Channel put together, the uh, men who... Build America? Build America, yes. The comedy yeah. special? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's a documentary on, um, like, John D. Rockefeller and Carnegie. Yeah. yeah. And I, I wished it had been more... There are two more people here who have watched that than I thought there were oh, going we to be. Oh, we watched it. <laughs> we are almost a history podcast, because I think history comes up more than Pokemon on this show. I read a lot of history books. Yeah, I, I'm a but big But I wish that had fan. been... Because all it was was, like, documentary fact, blah, 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 and then a scene of, like, Carnegie meeting Rockefeller, and they're like, what's up? And then that's it. I was like, just have... I wanted the acting to be most of it. Instead of just like, <laughs> well, you, you see, I think that's where you and right there at 2012. That's where the History Channel really started to go downhill for me. It was, and I have this horrible analogy I heard the History Channel, but um, it really um, you could say I didn't have anything to do with the History Channel. Yeah, I won't be offended. It's not your fault. I mean, no, <laughs> no but um, basically, I, every time I look at the History Channel anymore, I just keep thinking like, oh my god. I liked it better when it was the Hitler Channel, right. <laughs> when you could just watch nothing but World War II documentaries. But um, yeah, actually having the history um, come forward on that so that you could see how they were fighting one another, basically bouncing off of Wall Street and fighting one another it was really interesting. Um, then he, uh, and then once again, the History Channel he showed it holds Donald Trump up as an expert, really, is suspect yeah. in my opinion. But, <laughs> That's a good rule to have. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're going to live a longer life with that rule. Yeah. So, Will, how about you? What are you even watching? I, I actually caught, and I didn't think I was going to like it, but I watched the interview. Oh, yeah, because that's on Netflix now. Yeah, yeah, it's in my queue. I'm waiting. I, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. Like, there was a couple of moments where I'm like, oh, it's a fart joke. I get it. But yeah. aside, a lot of it was really funny. And, like, not clever, but not so stupid that I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I, I heard that it was okay. I mean, I feel like maybe if it didn't cause an international incident, it would have been seen as a good movie. But, like, it wasn't worth risking the lives of Americans? You didn't, didn't risk anybody's <laughs> lives. That I'm makes me saying. so mad. I know it does. That's why I'm saying <laughs> I think that's what I'm most worried about seeing this. It's not going to live up to the hype of an international incident. <laughs> See, I, I still, I love this idea that we should have sent Joe Rogan over and uh, James Franco over. Seth Rogan. Seth I'm sorry. Rogan. Yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. I bet it would be better. <laughs> Whatever you're going to say would be better with yes, Joe Rogan. We sent James Franco and Seth Rogan over to North Korea to apologize to Kim Jong-un personally, and then they kill him. See, Joe Rogan. That would be the sequel. Be Joe great. Rogan could take him, I feel like. Yeah, Joe That's Rogan why. would have no problem with this. <laughs> He's a scary man. Each yeah. fighter. Seth Rogan. Less so. No, less so. Doughy. <laughs> the best way to describe it. Is that a UFC weight class? Mm-hmm. I wish. That would be great. For the doughy weight title. Just a bunch of man babies kind of slapping each other. 
the hype up before they like, I've, t- I've taken three years of judo online. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, st- we're still we're starting my a phys new ed class game. for University of Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> This is we we should definitely start our own cage fighting uh, network now. <laughs> the doughy weight title. Uh, Speaking. <laughs> we got like, stringy, doughy, uh, a computer chair. Right. They do the weigh in. And he's, he's like half a pound over, and normally they start taking clothes off, and he stops at his shirt. He's like, I'm not comfortable. No. <laughs> and he just walks away, and they're like, I guess he loses. Yeah, the moment you don't take your shirt off, you go into the man boobs weight class. and then <laughs> I made my mouth guard taste like Doritos. <laughs> this is my new favorite thing. But we got to move on. We're never going to get off this. This took a turn real fast. <laughs> Uh, I've been watching. Uh, I actually went to the Royal Rumble, uh, and we haven't mentioned this on the show. But recently, me and Will made our professional wrestling mm-hmm. debuts, which you can check at Cosplay Pro Wrestling at KatoriCon. It's all on YouTube. It was so much fun. I have a new career path. Yeah, it's great. Well, I'm watching uh, the Royal Rumble, and uh, Curtis Axel, Mr. Perfect's son, comes out, and he gets jumped from behind, and doesn't get to com- participate in the Royal Rumble. For those who don't know, people come out every two minutes. There's 30 people in this match. They attack him from behind, and someone takes his spot. Now, in my mind, I know that Roman Reigns is actually going to enter from the crowd. So if I were to, say, attack him, (laughs) I could then take his spot and enter the Royal Rumble. (laughs) And he entered right next to me. If you watch the pay-per-view, you see my stupid face because I'm pointing at my own stupid face while touching Roman Reigns as he goes by. He was really wet. Uh, and, I, and I wanted to attack him. Uh, my girlfriend said I wasn't allowed. Uh, Roman Reigns then went on to win the Royal Rumble and the people of Philadelphia rioted in the parking lot. That's like, for real, rioted in the parking lot. Yeah, that sounds like, like us. Yeah, like, Billy um, and rioting, definitely. Yes, yeah. Like, uh, the, the wrestlers were attempting to leave in their vehicles, and we attacked the vehicles with steel chairs, as instructed by the wrestling show. <laughs> they really shouldn't give those out at the wrestling show. Because <laughs> that is clearly a weapon. It's a sign of respect to, to hit their car with a steel chair. <laughs> But yeah, I I left because I saw like the writing on the walls. Like, oh, there's gonna be problems here. And apparently, after I left, they attacked the Usos and they jumped out of the car and was ready to fight. And then <laughs> then the riot was over. <laughs> oh, for real fighting. So, ooh, ooh, all right. Sorry, Mister the Usos. <laughs> so that was what I was watching. Now, what have you been playing? No, what have you been reading? <laughs> oh, we'll fix it in post. That's fine. <laughs> Reading, uh, currently just got a book, um, The Chronicles of Pug by Raymond E. Feist. The Chronicles of Pug, this sounds yeah. familiar. Um, Raymond E. Feist is a author that's very similar to Tolkien, and then he created his own world. Um, he's been writing now, wow, since I was in high school, so since 96, um, 92, somewhere in there. And um, he just released a book 
that basically is like the diary of one of the main characters. Um, and it gives more of his personal insight and thought into the things behind everything in the book. I like that genre of, of the, the character diary is a way of, through, of storytelling. You always get the idea of everything that's going on, but you never get to really hear their internal dialogue mm-hmm. as much as you would like. So this is a chance for them to expand on it. And um, after you've read so far ahead, then you go and you read it and you see the character having developed because um, the writer actually does really restrict all of his notes to, okay, the kid doesn't, you know, the character doesn't know this yet, so he's not going to write about it. And, um, he, you know, and they have a different race that they meet, and he put, puts forth all these concepts of what they think it is or where they came from and all this stuff, and you can see him totally confused. And then um, the book is edited by his son. So he puts notes in there about how, like, later on his father discovered this, that, or the other. So. Oh, this is so up my alley now. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's if now that there's multiple levels to it, it sounds great. <laughs> I don't know what dude keeps a diary. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're supposed to call it a journal when we do it. Right, guys? No? All right. <laughs> we'll just move on, then. I have a Twitter. That's... <laughs> there hasn't been any books written... Through Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Oh, that's 140 character chapters. Uh, I'll, I'll get that knocked out. In, <laughs> by next week, I'll bring it in. I'll, bring it, I'll make a Twitter book. <laughs> Bob, what have you been reading? I just finished up a book um, called Orconomics. And <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess this I, is the economic system of the orca or the killer whale. Uh, close, but no. Uh, this is uh, It's another fantasy world setup where adventurers have almost bankrupt the economic system by adventuring too much <laughs> and have plundered all the loot so they're making their money by almost almost through extortion methods and they, and it it, it it's all about the economics of a fantasy uh adventuring world and um it was just amazing to read. It really was. For the life of me, I was just trying to look it up on my phone. I cannot think of the... Um... So, so it's about like the world of an RPG and the ep- economic downfalls that aven- adventurers cause? Yes. Just... That is a great idea for a book. But uh, I'm telling I've you, I've never if seen a ever... banker in if... an RPG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 it, but if you've ever played a... Um... A session of Dungeons and Dragons. You, it's one of those books where every bad joke and trope that is in Dungeons and Dragons shows up. Like they have this one scene where they go to the tower where the lizard men are um, holed up, and the elf does a run through and says like, and then there's the the basement, and the dwarfs like, well, that's where they'll be holding their ceremony. <laughs> one one guy on the party is like, you know what they're doing in there? It's like. Oh no! But they're always holding a ceremony about something. <laughs> Every bad joke. Some adventurers gotta come in and stop it. Uh, yeah, exactly. And lo and behold, that's what they were doing in there. Spoiler alert! But um, that sounds great. It really is. It. I think the gentleman's name was E. Zachary Price who wrote it. It's available on Amazon. Um, it. I think I told you about it. Yeah, um, you did. Yeah, it's it, it really cool. It, it's hysterical. It's on my list. It Work really economics. is. All right. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be added to my list as well. And I'll actually look up who the author is for later. <laughs> yeah, I'm fairly certain it's Zachary Price. 
If not, I'll edit a voice over yours saying the correct name. Right, yeah. <laughs> Every yeah, time. But, but doing it in like a really deep Spanish voice, and it sounds like, this book was written by... It'd be great. <laughs> It'd be great if you... It sounds do. like nothing like my voice. That'd be perfect. It'd be great if you remember... Spanish the is Japanese gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I learned in high school. All right. <laughs> you went to a weird school, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Will, what have you been reading? I actually read a, uh, a kind of fantasy farce. I'm sure you guys have heard of, uh, uh, now I'm going to forget his name. They got Discworld, the Discworld stuff. Yes. Yes. Pratchett. Yes. Uh, yeah. Pratchett. Yep. Terry yep. Pratchett. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, a couple of podcasts ago, I, I caught the BBC show of it, which I didn't know existed. And it wasn't that bad. So I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to get those on tape and um, whatever the modern version <laughs> tape, of tape yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have he, this on cassette? He got a, he got a beta. <laughs> I want to I want to put my Walkman in and listen jam to it, it against my phone. <laughs> <laughs> on MP3 is that that's probably outdated now too. You got the audiobook. What do kids right. listen to? No, I want to know. What do kids listen to? <laughs> I got an iTunes version of it. You got yeah, one of those iTunes. There you go. But uh yeah, yeah it's chip tunes. <laughs> It's the same. You should check it out if you've ever played Dungeon Dragons or even Final Fantasy. Just stuff, just real tropey stuff. They, uh, my favorite character is Conan the Barbarian, but he survived to ninety, so he's just this old man, Conan the Barbarian. Uh, back but, in my day, <laughs> yeah, that's all he does. He's just like, yeah. Before battle, I would tell God to hell with him, <laughs> and like you, they find it. They're uh, in a, a cult's like creepy altar, and he just starts bashing up the altar. And they're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "They always put gold under these." And then, lo and behold, there's a big pile of gold and treasure. Oh, that's he's just yeah, been doing it for ninety years. Wonderful. He knows the game. He's <laughs> an expert. <laughs> this is a good read. It's that sounds. Or listen. Yeah, yeah. It's a good listen. <laughs> Uh, I've been reading, uh, you know, my problem with comics, I love comics, but I only get graphic novels because I don't want to get sucked into a, a, a series. That being said, uh, I bought the second Hawkeye uh, Matt Fraction book and have been reading that, and it is just as good as the first one. It's called Little Hits, and uh, they're doing a lot of like interesting things with this one. Uh, there's one that's completely out of order, and you're just jumping around his Christmas and seeing how he's spending Christmas, which, whoa. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, which is absolutely great. Tony Stark shows up because uh, Hawkeye doesn't know how to set up his DVR. Like I said, he, Hawkeye is so wonderfully average. And like I said, my favorite line from the first book was, oh, coffee, no. He says that at least four times about different things. Like, oh, car, ah, oh, tape. Like so, just every item is just out to get Hawkeye in this book. Is it mostly him and his downtime? It, it's him, like kind of doing like heroic stuff because yeah. he's Hawkeye. That like, sounds like at, at the same time the most boring and the most awesome comic oh, I've ever heard of in my life. I love that. It's stuff. like the Hulk doing laundry, and it's just all tattered purple pants. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like <laughs> I've read a lot of comics. I know it's all the same crap. It's all that like villain shows up, they beat him. It's fine. I want to know what they do day to day. Venture Brothers. Is should like really establish yeah, that yeah, for me exactly. The, the, the writers talk about it. they're like we're not going to show you the action. You know, that's what they're doing every other time. When you watch them, it's when they're not doing the action. Right. So you're saying you want to read their Facebook page? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like one of the the stories actually starts with Hawkeye 
having a barbecue on the roof of his building with, <laughs> with this guy who keeps calling him Hawk Guy because he doesn't <laughs> know his guy. name. Nice. He's like, oh, come on, Hawk Guy, you're an Avenger. He's like, I'm not an Avenger, leave me alone. And then, like, a aircraft just comes and a bunch of people just rappel down on ropes, grab him, and take off. And the guy's like, told ya. See you, Hawk Guy. It's fantastic. I love it to death. That's wonderful. So, Matt Fraction's Hawk Guy is one of the best comics to come out in a long time. So give that a shot. And we'll finish this up. Why now not? we go back to you. Now it's time for what you're playing. Oh, that's the both of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Skylanders. Yeah, we've yeah. Held, we fell <laughs> yeah. head first in the Skylanders. I'm so glad because Skylanders is insanely popular, but I've yet to meet a person who plays it. Okay. So. We've played them all. We own them all. We have entirely too many of these goddamn figs. Um, <laughs> they I have all out, my money. <laughs> I flipped out a little too hard when I heard that the voice of Chaos is going to be at the uh, KatoriCon. No, ZenkaCon. <laughs> uh, ZenkaCon, okay. excuse me. So, uh, yeah, I'm a um, big fan of that game. So you are you Spyro? Like I don't know what it is. All I know about it is I know it looks like Spyro the Dragon. It's, it's so, like Spyro the Dragon, right? So basically each fig has a microchip in it and you can not only level your character, you level the game too. Um, so the game records your progress in there and you can swap as many characters out as you want. Um, each fig, uh, you level up basically like a D and D character. Um, you go through, you have different choices of things that you want to progress in their character attacks and, um, or defenses. And then, um, they give you a choice of, um, two different paths that you can follow and then you level them up through those paths and then they get, um, a booster or like a mega attack at the end. Um, you don't get lives, you get one life, but you get as many then lives. you have to break your toy. You, well, <laughs> you get as No, it just sets on fire. <laughs> you get as many lives as you do characters. Um, but it's, it's really campy and it's very much um, almost like the games that we played as kids in the 80s and I think that that's why a lot of the kids now aren't into it. But like... Uh, Infinity, Disney Infinity came out and you know we were really psyched for that and then we bought it and it's still sitting in the bag after we pulled it out and tried it once. Um, you know, they dropped but the you can be rocket right. yeah. Well, and they what they the don't tell so you hard. is that um, <laughs> with Disney Infinity, IP. you can't cross different genres. So you can't play Rocket Raccoon Uh-oh. in Monsters Inc., even though they advertise that. Or you can't play, um, you know, Jack Sparrow. In, you are breaking my heart. In, in, right. The <laughs> only place that you Rocket can do Raccoon it is in the develop in, in the develop phase. And in the develop phase, you have to build your own world. If I had time to build my own video game, I'd be a game consultant making a lot more money than I make right now. <laughs> but I don't. I like so I want to buy a game time, and play. <laughs> I like that if you had the time to design a video game, you wouldn't be a game designer. You'd be a consultant. <laughs> so I'm still not. If I knew how to do this, I still wouldn't. <laughs> but I would yell at someone who I was doing it, do it at a desk, and I'd go put Guardians of the Galaxy and Kingdom Hearts 4... You print money. It just prints money. Well, the one thing I've been talking to... Can we have Kingdom Hearts 3 first? I assume... Every... Each of the Skylanders game come out, they all have new characters, and then they bring out a new series of, like, the older characters. 
so you can advance them. And they're all built off of this RFID chip, basically a dog microchip. It's the only reason I'm <laughs> happy that we didn't microchip our dog, because if you walk by the portal and it would have screwed up our game, I'd have thrown dog no, my <laughs> dog. My dog has a microchip. Can I plug him in? Yeah. I really don't up? know what would happen if a dog who had a microchip went near the portal. The game master <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that it? That's how it happened? <laughs> But I keep, uh, I've been saying, and I actually have a couple of people who agree with me, they ought to just throw all of the Pokemon games away, start them all over using this system, where you just open world content, roaming around, then you have a Pokeball, you set it on there, you capture the Pokemon. It, it, you would not beat the game, you would beat gaming. That would be it. If you this could somehow sucker kids forever. into buying, like... All of these little Pokeballs, oh, like yeah. even if you went with the original 151, you had them buy 151 little wow. $6 a piece You've toys. You just invented the best thing. Yeah, you would break gaming. You would yeah. be done. I got a missing no statue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just beat me in Best Buy with my girlfriend. Just, They're not toys! <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. I need this machoke. I'm 32 years old, like running from Target to Best Buy to GameStop, trying to. I already have a shoe bat, Mom. You ruined Christmas. <laughs> Go bat. You know how embarrassing it is to have a level 99 shoe bat. Running around when giants came out, I was like, "Do you have Ninjini?" Because it's the only character that you wanted. And I was like, "Do you have Ninjini?" Just trying to find this damn character. But the the newest version, the trap um, trap master version or the trap team force actually allows you to trap your bad guys and play your bad guys in the game it's the first game that you can actually take character content out and play it um so they right now it's an amazing design and once you beat the game you have your top guy which is the bad guy chaos and you can actually play chaos through all the levels yeah, it's the as well. the same old bugger we've been beating in every previous game. Now we haven't caught on a little plastic thing. It's like, ha sucker. And the traps... <laughs> now I'm going to have you go The traps you. interact <laughs> with you. The traps are programmed so, um, so that they talk to you while you're playing the game and they glow on the portal and it's like... Um, like the one guy's like, there's a lot of people. I don't think you're doing this really well. You should bring me in. Yeah. And it is like they have about. Shut up, toy. I bet you. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Right. When your it video game starts talking, <laughs> talking back, it you've gets got a problem. sealed in plastic an hour ago. And it I is a little you. It is a little schizophrenic, but it, it, it's it's a lot of fun. It really. But is. even the whole I'd like story it to be multiplayer, and then you can steal some kids. Uh, characters, and you get to go to their house, but give it to me. It's mine now. <laughs> Here is my address. You will be married. Don't look at your mom. She can't help you. Give me that toy. These <laughs> <laughs> are the rules. <laughs> I, I like that it, that that explanation had the addiction of uh, Destiny, but the happiness of anything other than Destiny. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it... it, it, it as far as games go, it was a great game, and, and it definitely tickled the collector in both of us. Oh, yeah. And then it, it kind of feeds into that whole tropey kind of thing. Every character has their own catchphrase. 
Um, and so, like, in Giants, there's one that has a... It's, like, a deaf character with a giant eyeball. And he, like, gets on the portal, and they say their little catchphrase. And they, they do their little thing, and they spin around, and he's like, I have my eye on you. And it's, it, it, like, each one... And even the oh, characters. God. Like, the, there's a dog... One of mine is Hot Dog. He's a little flaming dog that runs around, and his mega power mm-hmm. is flaming bags of poo. He drops oh, flaming God. bag of poo on the screen, and if a villain runs into it, it explodes and covers them and burns them and they die. <laughs> so it, how can you not love that? It, it, bother, it bothers me that a group of adults had a meeting <laughs> and were like, what's the eye character going to say? I got my eye on you. All right, good, done. What's the hot dog going to do? Poop. All right, we're good. <laughs> Sell it for how much are they? 15 bucks? Uh, the larger ones are 15 bucks. The smaller um, ones yeah, you can get it around. 9 10 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But they're all backwards compatible. Any character that you bought for the first game works, works through all the games. All in all of them, so you can use them on the Unlike most current Unlike Disney line. Infinity. Correct. Yes. And you can get away with buying just a set number. Like there's eight different elements, and you can get away with just buying eight figs that open the eight elemental gates. Um, so you don't have to invest like a huge fortune. And if you don't even want to do that, your startup pack will get you from beginning to end in the storyline. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it, it's your investment is dependent on what you want to put into it. All right. I'm getting some Skylanders. <laughs> <laughs> well, what have you been playing? Uh, I got the chance to play, and you'll know. Uh, is it called the DC Deck Building Game? Is that just the title of it? Um, yeah, I believe so. <laughs> Okay. The, you confirmed. played the DC deck building game. Yes, it's actually it was a really cool game. You, uh, um, it's more random than a lot of the deck building games I've been playing lately. It's a concept that I like usually. Sometimes they're terrible, but it's it's a card game. But instead of just like magic, where you create your own deck, you construct it in right. different ways. Usually by buying cards with a, within a system. In this one, it's random what cards are available for you to get. And if you do it right, you can kind of get like a theme. Like I had all villains and stuff. Hmm. And then Jerk. You, yeah. <laughs> and then you beat villains, and you get victory points. Oh, that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. So that's the new thing you're sucked into, or I don't really sucked. I just played it a couple of times. Okay. Famous last words. Yeah. That was short and sweet. <laughs> uh, guys, I uh, it's no Skylander. It's no Skylanders. Yeah, the cards don't talk to you. No. <laughs> Play me, pal. Shh, I haven't yet. Don't let them know I'm, you're in my hand. <laughs> uh, I, I was looking for something to play, and uh, I went on YouTube, and my good man uh, Markiplier had been playing a new game, and it just simply said, this game will change your life. And I was like, oh, okay, Markiplier. I will play this game. And it was called Presentable Liberty. Didn't, didn't do that. Didn't change my life. Uh, but it... It's one of those things where I think I kind of ruined it for myself uh, because you wake up <laughs> as Will tries to quietly... You just done it into the microphone. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> quietly opens that right... Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, Red Bull. You, you, the game starts where you're in jail. And, and I immediately go, okay, so this is an escape game. So the goal of this is going to be to get out. Let's see what I can interact with. Okay. Nothing. <laughs> Just in jail. Clock ticking. Okay. And then all of a sudden you get a letter slipped under your door that says, hey, this is Dr. Money. Uh, the virus is getting really bad out there. That's his name, Dr. Money. Uh, that but is the best funk artist name. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Money. 
Uh, just wanted you to let you know that the virus is still really bad. You're one of the few people that are immune, uh, so we want you to be happy. Uh, so we've uh, got you this happiness buddy. And then you get another postcard, and it's like, Hi, I'm your happiness buddy. Ha, 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 la, la, la. Please don't kill yourself. And then you start getting, like, letters from your friend from the outside, and he's somewhere else, and he's not affected by the virus. And then you get a letter from this baker, and she's the only person that's not affected by the virus in town. But so we're clear, you're still in jail, right? You're in jail, and you're reading these things. <laughs> just been reading. Yeah. Okay. Now... Your, your happiness buddy eventually gives you a Game Boy so you can play games. So there's like a game like Snake that you play and... <laughs> yeah. It's just a game where I press A, I pick up my phone and then I play Tetris on it. <laughs> yes, yeah. this is a life-changing game. I, I know. <laughs> I played this game for 7 to 10 6 for good behavior. <laughs> As I'm playing it, like my thought process is the goal of the game is to escape... And the only thing I can interact with is the Game Boy, so I have to beat all the games on the Game Boy. So I'm just playing them like crazy, and I'm barely reading, and I'm kind of missing out on like the important story and experience you're supposed to have. So I played the whole game and was like, huh, all right, that it was like an hour. That wasn't bad. Whatever. And then I watched Markiplier play it and was crying because Markiplier got so upset by this game. So give it a chance. It's free online. It's called uh, Presentable Liberty. It tells a really f- interesting story about a virus and Dr. Money. <laughs> and uh, I don't think it'll change your life. I don't think calling it a game is fair. <laughs> as much as it's just weird storytelling. But it, it was interesting. So uh, give it a shot. Presentable Liberty. Did you ever get out of jail? I, I don't want to spoil the ending. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got out of jail. That's what that, that's what happens. <sighs> and that's gonna do it for what you watch and what you read and what you play it. I thought that'd be funnier. I don't know why it wasn't. Uh we end all of our podcasts with a game. Uh Bob, what did you bring for the game as I go get mine? Oh I brought a thing. Ooh, is it is it a paper bag lunch? Yes, turkey sandwich. Oh, man. <laughs> Free man. Nice. It's a one up mushroom. Yep. yep, it's one of our one up mushrooms. Oh, it's <laughs> adorable. The can't see it, Will. It's. <laughs> I just did. It's a one up mushroom. Yeah, yeah he, no he way be, you've listened to the show he, this he long. Be, I don't know what a one-up mushroom yeah, is. But yeah, but like, it's not a real one. It's a yarn one. That's no, it's no, a little it's totally two-dimensional real. thing. I smacked my head on a brick, and it came out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sharing with the class. <laughs> so we have a... a it's a cro- uh, what, what crochet, was, right? Ah, yes. Crochet. What, what was the word used for it? An ikarumi? <laughs> no? It's a amigurami. What did I say? You said Mitsubishi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know what you said, but somebody in Japan's PO'd it. <laughs> How long did that take you to make? Uh, this guy eh, takes, about, takes about an hour. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, wow. <laughs> it takes me an hour to get out of bed. <laughs> we talked about that earlier. Yeah. Uh, we're putting up the wallet again. Uh, the last time we put the wallet up before we retire that prize because we've successfully defended it many times. <laughs> 
Uh, you so want to sit unevenly. This is the wallet <laughs> yeah. for you. It looks like, it looks like it's pre-filled. You're supposed to wear it in the front pockets. Mm, We're in like uh, a hoodie. Or club, or club somewhere with it. Oh, yeah, yeah you gotta, use it as a mace. Yeah, metal a metal badge. It's on got the, the Avengers on it, Good and Lord. I don't think Hawkeye's on it, so it's got all the... No, there he is. No, he's oh, right he's there. Yeah. He's, he's covering his own face. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Even he's hiding behind America. That he's there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so to play host versus guest versus audience, uh, we need an audience member, but they need to put up a prize as well since we put up these great prizes. What did you guys bring this week? Uh, the Star Wars. The Star Wars, the graphic novel. Uh, I'm also seeing, oh my God, is that, it's Mortal Kombat on Super Nintendo, which means it's garbage. And <laughs> the Ran and Stimpy show on DVD? Yes. On DVD. A DVD? Yeah. A no DVD. more VHS garbage? <laughs> Thank God. That is amazing. And oh, it's The Nerdist Way by Chris Hardwick. I don't have that book, and I want it really bad. <laughs> oh, I love Chris Hardwick. Uh, but the choice is not mine. Uh, it's one of yours. I don't know which one of you has decided to play the game. Uh, then Bob. Uh, Bob be will be playing. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll take the Chris Hardwick book because I haven't met a book I don't like. All right. Come on up here. I'm going to have to kick you out of your seat there. Come on up here. I'm probably going to turn your mic down. Please introduce yourself. Yo, it's Frank. Hey, Frank. Thanks for coming up here. Uh, this is going to be a fantastic uh, preview. Yeah, this, uh, because, this seems like guess a, what this, uh, is. this shouldn't be allowed. Like you're just knocking out potential competitors now. It's possible, <laughs> but I mean, I'm also not getting any real head start for next week because mm. he's not going to pull these names back to back. <laughs> this is true because I was very tired today because I I wanted to play higher level because we haven't played higher level in this store yet. Uh, but that game's so hard to make. So we're gonna play. One more round of known for before our championships of champions. <laughs> People are upset. Uh, Bob, do you know how to play this one? Uh, fill me listened. in. Uh, basically, I'm going to pull someone up here on IMDb. Uh, IMDb, uh, if I spell it right, IMDb uh, will list four things that that person is known for. The way they uh, calculate what they're known for is based on nothing. They have no idea why they're known for these things. I'm sure there's an algorithm. You are going to bid, uh, name that tune style, on how many of the four you can name. And then uh, if you can't go any higher than the person before you, you can challenge. If you, they challenge and they get it right, they get a point. If they get it wrong, the person who challenges gets a point and will switch directions after each turn. Confusing? Yes. Good. All right. Due to complaints, <laughs> we will start with Will. There we go. And then we'll go to Bob on this one. And I've pulled up Mark Wahlberg. Ooh. Mark Wahlberg. Will, the four things that Mark Wahlberg is known for, how many can you name? One. One. Strong opening build. Thank you. Bob? I could probably go two. Frank? Frank, who's wearing like a Mark Wahlberg esque Yeah, right like, hey, he came cosplayed as Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Um, go for it. Go for two. Going for two. Bob, I need two of the four things Mark Wahlberg is known for. Go. Uh, off IMDb. I'm going to go with uh, Wahlbergers Ooh. and um, that existed. The Departed. 
So did everybody else. Don't feel bad. Um. <laughs> His name is in the title, so that makes sense. Yeah. The four things Mark Wahlberg is known for are Boogie Nights, mm-hmm. really? Dirk. The Fighter, Lone Survivor, and Prisoners, which I didn't know he was in. Do you guys Prison. even remember the movie Prisoners? When was no, it? I it? It was. Uh, it's Jake Gyllenhaal and oh. uh, Wolverine. Yes. Okay. Who's in that? Mark he, was in that. He was. Okay. Uh, you know what? He's probably the killer in it. Like, the, there's a reason that we don't know he's, he's in like it. It's because he's the four. surprise I mean, I, murderer. Had there been something it, so. weird. We've also ruined that movie. And that's okay. a point for Frank. <laughs> Woo! Uh, we're once again going to start with Will on this one, but we'll go to Frank because it switches directions. Uh, anyone from the crowd want to say something that we should look up? No. All right. Yep. It'll be Tina Fey then. Oh, good. Ooh. Tina Fey. Will of the four things Tina Fey is known for, how many of you can you? I stopped saying words like halfway through that. Uh, yeah, but I knew what you were going to say. <laughs> what you meant to say. Uh, I'm going to go with one. One? Go with one. Frank? I can do two. Frank can do two. Bob, what do you think? I might be able to go three. (laughs) (laughs) An unconfident three (laughs) bit. Will, would you like to go all four? No. No. (laughs) Bob, give me three. Okay. Admission, date night, uh, Saturday Night Live. Those are solid answers. The four things that uh, Tina Fey is known for are Saturday Night Live, Mean, mean Girls, Girls yeah. 30 Rock, uh, yeah. and Saturday Night Live, The Best of Tina Fey. <laughs> <laughs> On DVD. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, It's always fun when it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, now search Will Ferrell. I th- got an idea. <laughs> Best of one, two, three, right. and yeah, right. Anchorman. Done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if we've done Will Ferrell. We'll do Peter him right. Cullen. I don't even know who Peter Cullen is. Oh no, no. Said that. Optimus. Oh, Optimus. Uh, yeah. All right, I bid yeah. one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can actually do two on that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe we'll do him next. I don't know. We're gonna do Will Ferrell though, uh, and it's gonna start with Frank and go to Bob. Let's see. Will Ferrell. How many can you name? Go to start with two. Ooh. I'm definitely going three on this one. Ooh. It's a name bold strategy, Tom. <laughs> name them. Yeah. Go All for right. it, Bob. Okay. Anchorman one, Anchorman two, um, Saturday Night Live. All right. Could have probably pushed the the four <laughs> things that Will Ferrell's known for well, are the Step Brothers, mm-hmm. Anchorman, Anchorman two, and. The other guys. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Starring Mac. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, Mark Wahlberg. It all, it all <laughs> comes around. Damn. <laughs> oh, I could definitely do Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. Okay. Danny DeVito, you're my hero. <laughs> let me let me actually spell his name right. Danny. <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody died. <laughs> are, we, are we talking about Mean Girls? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're gonna circle s- again, man. This is so true. that was another point for Will, right? Yes. So we're, I mean, we're going to start with Frank and go to Will. Okay. Okay. Yes, Frank, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. 
DeVito. Yes, Danny DeVito. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, just going to go one for now. There you go. Will? I'm going to go two. Will's going to go two. Bob? Name him. Uh, Bob's, Bob's learning. learning. He's learning. Uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. And? Hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> go with Batman. Those would have been my two. All right. I couldn't think of anything more recent like than 92. Smoochie, Matilda. Uh, yeah, Matilda yeah, was that, the other one. But, like, say. would that yeah. be on the list? Death to Smoochie uh, was on the, mine. the four things that uh, Dan DeVito is known for are Matilda. Damn it. Wow. That was going Matilda. <laughs> uh, one chokey. flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, that's right. L.A. Confidential. Uh-oh. And Batman Returns. Yeah. Sonny that, didn't even that's come up. What I meant. No, nope. you. Yeah. What? No, that. Oh. No. Nope. Full title. You're, you're still wrong. I know. But like, I Sonny meant ba- the Batman that he's in. <laughs> yeah. well, all right. Well, then you next got time, just say that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that movie. That's all right. Two points, Frank. Two points, Will. Nothing for Bob. Uh, now I got to pull up another one. Uh, who's a good one? Do 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 do. No, Bob would have got one. He won the challenge. Oh, I'm sorry. Jesus. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just being rude. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you. Usually I can keep the score on Known For real easy. On the but one I'm, hand. And I'm super tired. <laughs> we're going to start with Frank on this one, and we're going to go to Will, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, we're going to do Bob Barker. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Bob Barker. Two. Start. We start. Frank said two. Start with me, correct? Yes. Yeah. And then do, yeah, I will go with two. Going with two. Then where's it go? Oh my God! I don't think, think Bob Barker's known for anything. Yeah, he is. He's known for two things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think he. I think he has them. Yeah. Uh, I think that's. Yeah. I think that's the issue that there's not enough things for him to be known for of things. Yeah. Drat. Darn! That at, was at least an IMDb will have. I mean, he's known for one or two other things. See, I'd have gone Happy Gilmore. Uh, you know who came up? James Franco. Let's do James, James Franco. Franco. Not to be confused with his evil twin, Frank James. <laughs> That's from the Colbert Report. See, I thought you were do it, Frank. James Franco. James Franco. <laughs> Go two. Two. Will. Mm-hmm. I love that ringer. That's fantastic. Name them. Name them? Yeah. Mm. Okay. We're going to go Spider-Man. Which one? Cause yeah, I'm thinking. D-bag over here is going <laughs> to... You can't just name a series. Yeah. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, he was in one, two, and then died in the third... Died in the third... Whatever. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> it's been rebooted already. Now? It's fine. <laughs> it's been rebooted. Nobody cares. It's been it rebooted. doesn't count yeah. anymore. All right. I think the second one went over better, so we're going to go with Spider-Man 2. Okay. That was the one with Doc Ock, right? Yes. Then, yes, Spider-Man 2, and this is the end. 
All right. The four things that uh, James Franco is known for are uh, 127 hours. Of course. Uh, This is the end. Spider-Man. No! (laughs) And Spider-Man 2. Oh, yeah. That was a good save. No fly boys? So that's 2-1 and 2. This is a competitive game right now. (laughs) Competitive, competitive game. I thought the game was going to be over. Now I have to think of another person. <laughs> so annoying. Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba is a good one. Hmm. Jessica. Jessica Alba. There are so many more famous Jessicas than her, apparently, <laughs> according to IMDb. <laughs> She's really low on the Jessica list. All right, of the four things uh, Jessica Alba is known for, how many can you name... Every news turn it is. Last, what was it? Me to Will? Yeah, so it's going to be Bob to to Will. Bob to, Bob um, to Will. Goes that way. I got to do one. One. Uh, Will, tensions are high. <laughs> you can hear a pin drop in here. And it's not because everyone's not excited. <laughs> uh, name it. Name that one. Oh. I would have did the same thing. I would have said one. Yep. Oh, yeah. Go for it. I got nothing. Yeah. Will, I, I think you're actually just trying to make the game Yeah, I think I'm actually wrong, too. <laughs> I, think, I think Bob can do this. I actually think I'm wrong, too. Um, you're so I, confident. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a party game kind of guy. Um, I think she was in Valentine's Day. The fourth thing. We picked to go for the four things that Jessica Alba is known for are Sin City, Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and Valentine's Day. Yeah. Who's that other Going crappy obscure. one with a million people in it? Was it New, New Year's? Year's? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know which I didn't know the title. I'm like, it's one Half of the, the other. Half the cast was, was the same. Same producers, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Yeah. All right. Man. So we, oh when God, it's all that. it's all tied up. Believe it or not, everyone's got two points. Uh, we'll challenge. So we're going to start with Frank, and then it'll go to uh, Will. Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, and we got to go a little bit crazy whenever we have a, a tie like this. And we're going to go with Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael Bay. <laughs> the four things Michael Bay is known for. How many can you name Frank? Can we say ruining Hollywood? <laughs> Can we say oh, <laughs> laying in piles of money? Let's see, yeah. Let's see which two am I going to go for? We're going to go two, two, two. <laughs> Puts Will in a tough spot. <laughs> I'm going to say three. What the hell? Ooh! Wow. Um, Bob, you go know for it. Name them. All right. Uh, is Transformers Dark of the Moon, right? That's the second, yes. Okay, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. And I'm going to go with Bad Boys. Bad, ooh. Bad Boys. <laughs> I was hovering on Armageddon or Pearl Harbor. Ah, I, didn't know wh- I didn't know which no, one to do. I would have went with Pearl Harbor. Because of Ben I, Affleck. I, yeah. Yeah. But Armageddon's a good one, too. The four things Michael Bay is known for. Oh, are. God. That face. Yep. Transformers, Rise of the Fallen, Transformers, Dark of the Moon, Nice, Armageddon, and Pearl Harbor. What? 
Should have gone with Armageddon. That means Bob's our winner. Bob wins it. Bob steals it in the end. Thanks. Bob, if you'd like, you are welcome to come back next week for our championship of champions where we play this exact game. But, but with for like, longer. But for <laughs> longer You've got the inside track. You'll be fine now. And a lot more people. Yeah, give it up for Frank for coming up here. Thanks, guys. All right, Needle Gnomes, we got to get out of here. What do you guys want to plug? Oh, uh, check us out on our website, needlegnomes.com. And our next show is going to be at Rowan University, the um, uh, Cherry Blossom Festival. And then right after that, right after that is uh, Zenkacon. Zenkacon. Yep. Oh, you guys are going to Nauticon? We yeah. will be at Nauticon. Oh, I want to go back to Nauticon. Nauticon. So Nauticon loves us, and we love them. Uh, put in a word for us, because we want to go back so bad. I will. Thank you, sir. No uh, will, anything to add? I was going to add Zenkaicon, but they got that covered. I yes, believe that's 27th under- through the 29th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be there the 27th through the 28th, and then we'll be going to Castle Point. And then the weekend of the 15th is Katsukon. We're not performing, but if you want to say hi, I'll be there. You can mm-hmm. look at them there. Yeah. <laughs> them, I mean Will, because I'm not going. Uh, <laughs> please give us five stars on iTunes and leave a fact about pineapple, and I'll read it here on this very show. By the way, here's two quick facts about pineapples. No, what? No, no, no facts this week. What? Nope. They didn't cheer. Well, That's the point. Is that I love that segment. You guys get one fact about pineapples. Uh, James Dole has been crowned the pineapple king because he is the leader of uh, distributing pineapples back in uh, the 1900s. And that's been one fact about pineapples. You know what? I'll rescue you guys. I'll give you guys another fact about pineapples. There, we actually have in crochet a pineapple stitch. It looks nothing like a pineapple, but it's called a pineapple stitch. Did James Dole depose the Queen of Hawaii? <laughs> what? That's not a joke. That actually happened. It should be. No, you, the U.S. government sent Marines with a pineapple distributor so he could overthrow the royalty of Hawaii and annex it into the United States. And that's been two quick facts about pineapples. <laughs> Next week, uh, Thursday the 5th uh, at 8.30 is going to be the Championships of Champions. Uh, Bob the Needle Node will be there, uh, maybe, uh, along with uh, Drew Castellano, uh, stand-up comedian Drew Castellano, Greg Harkins from The Game Boat, wrestler Gabby Gilbert, the models of Six and Sexy, the host of Breaking Bad to Check, Derek Bad to Check, Mike Logan, CJ Kish, and Chris Wilczewski from Ninja Warrior. They're all coming. It's going to be a huge show. Also, audience members, so be sure to come out for that one. <laughs> Some guys. Uh, Craven Varro, the professional wrestler, will be here on uh, Thursday the 12th, and that's when we're going to start doing shows at 8 o'clock because that makes more sense. Uh, on the 19th, it's my birthday, but we will still be here with Mike LeCision. He is the creator of Life in 8 Bits, so we'll be talking about his new DVD release. Uh, we're going to have Jess Carpenter on the show Thursday the 26th. He's a stand-up comedian. He does uh, improv and stand-up comedy. Uh, March 5th is to be announced, 
so get excited. And March 12th, we're going to have Nicole Klein from geekadelphia.com, and we're going to force her to make us the Geeks of the Week. It's going to be great. So be sure to check that out. You can also give us five stars in Stitcher, make us the Podcast of the Month on podcastland.com, and we'd like to thank Ben Affleck and his dishonest chin for making the show possible and keeping the street... Keeping the streets of Gotham City safe. <laughs> Screw you guys. This is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Thank you so much.